Uh, I just believe in the process, and we're, we're going to win going through the process. Now, Bill's Mafia, it's time for the main event. So sit back and enjoy the show. Bill's Mafia, welcome to the Red, White and Buffalo Blues, a UK Bill's podcast, Bill's News with a UK twist. I've got Robin. Good evening. Myself, Matt, and you may hear in the background barking, which is Otto the yeah. dog. So, yeah. so he may he may join us for a bit of commentary. I think he might be yeah. might be a bit better actually than than Mark. He might be a bit more positive than Mark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's not only the well, there's, there's the meowing of Theo the cat. Now he, he is calling for McDermott to be fired, but uh-huh. uh, Otto is still still on the fence. Otto, you know, he wants to give him another year. Ah, that's fair enough. Well, yes, that's before we even get into week fourteen. Flipping egg. If we got, yeah. do we do we attract drama this year, or is it, or is it just me? It was it was looking like a really good bye week, wasn't it? I had a beautiful weekend away with my friends. I had a wonderful time. I didn't ruin it for anyone by having a Bills game over the weekend. Uh, which I have for the last couple of years. In the 2021, I went away, and it was the Tampa game in 2021 with the overtime loss, which was kind of depressing and then brilliant, and then the comeback, and then thought we were going to win, and then we lost, but I was still happy. But I was the only one still awake at that point, when there was, so I didn't ruin it for everyone else. And there was a newborn in the house, so I had to keep quiet anyway, so yeah. I didn't I didn't shout the house down. And then last year, I think, was a pretty routine victory. I want to say the Jets... We played them in December, and it was a it was a fairly unremarkable game, and so I sort of watched it out of the corner out of the corner of my eye. Um, yeah, and this year, so in a bye week, so yeah, bye week, fantastic. Get the get the back. Looking at the uh, the injury report, such as it is, every yeah. single person was full. Yeah, and uh, well, this is good. Oh, uh, you know, you know, looking excitedly towards the Chiefs, we still feel feel like we're we're in it. We're still in our hands if we win our last five. And then Von Miller gets arrested, and as we go to air, Sean McDermott gave a motivational speech in which he invoked nine eleven as a way of improving communication and teamwork. Not the communication and teamwork of the firefighters, not the communication and teamwork of perhaps the US military in, in jumping to action, not the communication and teamwork anywhere else, the communication and teamwork of the 9-11 hijackers. Oh. Now, I've, I've made my position about 9-11 very clear, but just in case there is, there is any doubt about it, it was a diabolical plan executed brilliantly. <laughs> and I can't. I'm now, now I kind of see what he meant by comparing the like, work and all that to it. But no, my jackers were evil. But you can't tell me they weren't motivated. Yeah, they wanted to carry out that job, and yeah. and I'm not speaking in praise of it, but they succeeded according to the terms that they set for themselves. Now, whether you want to use that as inspiration to your team, I don't know. Yeah, but I think I think if no one's if I, if no one's read it yet, well, probably by the time... Oh, I, think, I think they're probably reading it right now over there. Well, their supper, if you're in the UK, or your evening meal, if you're in America, or over your lunch, if you're on the West Coast. I think they're going to read it. I, I will. I will spoil it for you. I don't think it's all that. It's a bit of a. It's it's clearly a person with an axe to grind, just trying to go for for attention. I don't think they've they've spoken to anywhere near the number of of people. And the funny thing about introducing the, um, oh McDermott talks about nine eleven is that they're trying to enforce the point that McDermott is a is a sort of egotist and a and a psychopath who who just sort of throws everyone else under the bus to to save his own job. But he actually comes off in that. In in that in that thing, sounding just like a bit of a a bit of an idiot, like he just said something without thinking it through, and and by all accounts, he then apologised for it right after and said, no, that was a, that was a stupid thing to say, and I'm I'm guessing the team probably felt the same way. He's like, well, that was a stupid thing to say. He sounds more Michael Scott than Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. Um, 
So I, yeah, I just you then explained that to me before we even came on the air. You're going to have to explain. It. Yeah, if you've not seen the film American Psycho, heartily recommended. It. It's about a psycho who lives in America. Uh, that's that's all you need to know. It's about a man, and and they're trying to make out that Sean McDermott is a Patrick Bateman, you know, unemotional. You know, will just do anything for for the money or for the for the glory or for the power. Mm. It just sounds like he's he's just a bit of a doofus. Um, so mean, that comes, that undercuts the the point. The the tie done. It will yeah. put a link in the description. I don't know how you do that, but on podcasts they always talk about putting links in descriptions, don't they? Um, we'll, we'll. I'm sure you'll, you'll, you'll read it. I, I, it's, it's, it's a fun five minutes, but I don't take it very seriously. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's stuff in there that, yeah, he didn't name his sources. He got and that's fine. No one, no one would. But it doesn't, it doesn't seem very. It yeah. doesn't seem very. Um, it's, it's all. It's an awful lot of conjecture, an awful lot of a, a, an opinion, and very few actual direct quotes. I think uh, which is the opposite. I think I'm just I'm just quickly having a look at it right now. Well, obviously, there's pits in there that kind of makes you think maybe it is time to to move on from from McDermott. And there's there's a stat that when we talk in a minute about the Chiefs game, that yeah. kind of makes me think is. Is it is it on him? Is it is it is it McDermott that actually um that does it? Because there's a really decent um stat on there. But I'm just reading it. Obviously, it says his coach. Wait, let's have a look here. This is a this is a quote format. Yeah. Um it goes the great mystery of the twenty twenty three NFL season, what happened to the Buffalo's Bills is no mystery at all. It's McDermott, it's always been McDermott. He's a coaching relic, routinely paralysed by fear late in the games. He never imagines what could go right within 20 seconds, left in regulation, instead forever horrified of what could go wrong. Yeah. You'll hear, yeah. The, words, you'll hear the words consistently from those who've been around McDermott is tight. He's so incompre- He says he's so incom- incomprehensibly tight, they say players cannot help but stiffen themselves up. As if the head coach is a two-minute warning to administer a mass lobotomies on his team. Mm. But mm. I kind, I kind of, I kind of see where he, where he went with, with that. He's looking at the worst-case scenario. Hence, and it seems like he seems like the worst-case scenario. Every time we take a decent lead or take a lead, he goes worst case and actually tries to play that prevent that soft coverage, which has cost us in in recent games. Yes, no, that's a, that's a legit, that's a legitimate criticism that he can't manage a lead, mm. um, and he can't game manage a second half if we've got a lead. He can only sort of come from behind, and then you know, unless it's unless it's a complete blowout, that that's legitimate. And and the right has clearly got an axe to grind, and has clearly got a got a more than half of a stick up their ass about the twenty seconds left in the Eagles game, which I get. Um, I I'm not. I, I think it was a mistake. I don't think it was a sort of howling mistake. I think mm. in flashing rain and 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 that kind of thing, he's his conservatism comes out. I don't. I think if you're going if you're going to say that he's this awful coach who does these things, coaching scared. If you're going to accept that, you then have to accept that it's him who's dragged this defense with all of their injuries into still being a pretty effective unit. It's him that's got them the leads in the first place, and it's him that's forces the stops. Is he a flawed? defensive coach at critical times sure but um to quote uh bruce nolan i don't know if you listen to that with with joe marino he was like saying you go ask chiefs fans about andy reed's clock management mm. and they'll all, they'll all tell you that andy reed's been a head coach for 20 years and he still doesn't know how to manage the last two minutes of the game and they're still you know rushing up against it and that's something that drives them crazy i don't think you're going to find a coach that can't that that doesn't have a flaw somewhere mcdermott certainly has it but if that's the only one he's got, then for his own sake, he's probably going to have to overcome it mm. somehow, some way. And there's an awful lot more to recommend him. Yeah, and that's as we go into week week fourteen against against the Chiefs, who mm. whose offense have not been not been the best actually, not being really okay. up there. Yes. The interesting, the interesting thing that I've I've read is actually from Anthony from Cover One is the metrics of Bill's defense between the first half and second half of games. Is this the stat you were gonna you were telling? Yeah. Me about? Oh, great. In, okay. In the in the first half, the Bills are sixth in overall success rate, second in um, rush EPA, first mm-hmm. in rush success rate, first in EPA slash rush, 
And yeah. first, a positive play percentage versus the run. This is on defense. Okay. So they're actually on defense in the first half. Yeah. Second half, they're yeah. 27th in overall success rate, 29th in rush EPA, 27th yeah. in rush success rate, 26th in EPA slash rush, 19th in positive play percentage versus the run. Wow. Now, for for a guy That's who that, for a guy that is a defensive a defensive head coach and a defensive coordinator at heart, when when you're leading, you still want to be put on the gas on there. And maybe this is this is what and I'm gonna refer back just to that last the quote I did from that um from that article. Maybe yeah. that is the question. Maybe it is a case that he's now he, whatever the result is in the first half, he's during half time, he's now worried about what's going to be the outcome of the second half. He's always thinking worst case scenario that mm. puts him into that prevent and that um, and withdraw the attacking nature of this defense. Hence, yeah. why we are six and six. Hence, why we're losing close games and letting teams come in after this offense, which in the last few months, the last few last few months, the last few games has actually been quite quite potent and explosive. Mm. So it kind of makes me think that yeah, it's still it's still on on McDermott how he's actually um how he's actually really really managing this team. Obviously, they say that he's trying to teach teamwork and all that, but I don't see I see adjustments, but I see mm. adjustments for the worse rather than for the better. Because regardless. If you go in, if you still go in the lead, if you go into halftime, say 17 10 down and all yes. that, you still want to be aggressive. If you go in 17 3 up, you still want to be aggressive, regardless, because you let one in and then you've got that doubt in your head saying, yes. oh shit, they're actually going to come back. They could come back and actually um, and do something. And we've seen that it's happened. Yeah, repeatedly. Broncos, so, like, all of them. So I think I think that's the one thing that's that's another one of the criticisms of of McDermott. Yes, say he's got the he's got the credit of actually leading us to playoff pretty much all by the first season, or pretty much all see every season that he's actually been there. This yep. year, there's been a lot of distractions on there, but you can't take the fact that he's taken over defensive due defensive calling duties and obviously still head coach it's a bit of a a bit of a what do you call it um not a fine line a bit of um i'm trying to think of the best word for it conflict of interest almost the yes fact, no, no, over, uh, overly crowded plate you might yeah you, you might argue so is is one argument then appointing a new dc <clears throat> yeah get bobby get bobby babbage the uh, the Bobby Dazzler, the 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 Babbage Patch kid. I uh, was workshopping that earlier in the week. I thought that was quite good. The ba the Babbage Patch kid. Um, yeah. Is that is that is, is that a better idea? Is he is he better off as a more of a almost a figurehead ambassador, values and motivations and uh, you know team talks? Mm. He basically lets better people be OCs and DCs and just sits I above it. I think you, you you noticed that the last few years when they've had a designated defensive play caller, okay, in the Frazier era, we had um, time where Leslie actually did get relieved for a few weeks and McDermott took over. But you saw when McDermott didn't have play call duties and he was just overall with the culture, the, the, um, the work rate, the motivation, all that, the bills were actually good. Now he's taking mm -hmm. over both. He's saying he's having putting too many fingers in the pie. Yes, on his that's plate. The, that's the one I was actually thinking of. Um, yes. and and that's affecting. Actually, isn't it fingers in many pies, not multiple fingers in one pie? Uh, probably. That's a fit. Yeah, uh, sorry. But no, right. Right. <laughs> no, never mind. Don't worry. But no, I was, I was thinking American Pie at the same time. Oh, but, American Pie. Yeah, there you go. Two, yeah. two things. Yeah, I love it. Um, but I think I think it's a case that he, once he's done that, it's 
it was really clouded his judgment because obviously he wants to try and motivate, but yet he's trying to motivate the defense. He's got to look at the offense and that's um, and then look at the overall game game and how it goes. So maybe it is a case that it is needed for a DC or or and as we said in the last show, it probably won't happen. Pagula goes right. Okay, this there's too much distraction now. There's too much issues going on. Get rid of him. Let's start. Let's start fresh. Yeah. And I'm still, I'm still ooing and ahhing. I mean, I'm going to have people have a go at me and probably, probably say a lot of stuff about and tweet this and all that. But I'm still fifty fifty on whether to yeah. sack him and start over again or just give him one more year. Yeah, I mean. It depends on how this the rest of this um, season goes because literally is what someone said to me. We literally got five Super Bowls left. Yes, certainly all well, almost five playoff games to be sure. Oh yeah. Um, the, and if it makes you feel any better, I think the hardest two are probably coming first because mm. either the final Dolphins game won't matter for the Dolphins. And by the way, they are in the number one seed at the moment. So they you never know. They may have the number one seed locked up if they win the two straight more straightforward ones they've got coming up <coughs> tight yet, haven't they? And then they've got a tricky last three. But if they win one of them, so if they if they if they're twelve and three with a couple of games to go and they've got the number one seed locked up, then they'll play the kids and the Bills will win anyway. Or if the Bills do need a result and it's maybe for the AFC East and they go two and two. If they go two and two and the Bills go four and oh, then the Bills can beat the Dolphins and still win the AFC East. Yeah. Um, it's a light a live game. But we'll find out a lot in the next two weeks. So mm. if I can split if I can if I can come halfway, I think we have two Super Bowls coming up. Um, yeah. because I because I, I do firmly believe if we get the win against the Chiefs, then I think we have an excellent chance of getting a win against the Cowboys. I'd be a lot more worried in Dallas. But home to Dallas, playing well, mm. having beaten the Chiefs, I think we could do well. Dallas, they're not going to like playing in Buffalo in December. Yeah, um, I think I think that that will be a ah, never mind. Dallas will just be like ah, you know, wasn't our day. Mm. But we've got to get that win. Yeah, if we get that win, then I think we get the second win. Then I think we've got a good shot against the Chargers. Certainly, yeah. we'll want to beat the Patriots for no better reason than they beat us earlier in the season. It was embarrassing. Unless you four wins, yeah, I think, I think it's, I think, um, when we look now, look ahead to the, the Chiefs game. Yes. As, as I said earlier, the Chiefs they've not been that good. I mean, no, they they've got they, their defense has been been all right. That's the talking yeah. point, actually. But isn't it? it used to be Mahomes' magic and and stuff. It's actually been the defense. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the stats. I mean, the Chiefs are currently third and ninth. In passing offense, um, to the Bills fifth, um, rush offense they are where are they? I saw it just a minute ago. They're sixteenth in rush offense. The Bills are tenth. So it's and let's have a look. I'm going to change it to yards per game thing. Yards per game, the Chiefs average 109 rush yards per okay. game. The Bills 122.3 yards per game. Okay. And yards per game in the air, the Chiefs are 252.7 yards per game. The Bills are 260.9. And this is this is what I'm getting. You get the narrative now that Mahomes, he's that he's that all pro, he's the um, next future Hall of Famer and all that. And then he, he's Mahomes, he's Mahomes, he's always going to make magic happen, but he can't do it. You can't do it all day, every day, you can't do it all week, every week. And then you've got no one. And then everyone talks about Josh Allen being, oh, he's he's a wild child, he's he's enigma, he's never going to be in contention for those for that, for the big honors and all that, especially yeah. this season. And just put down this. This is total offensive drives this season by both teams. Bills 130, Chiefs 124. Yeah. Okay. 33 total touchdowns. 25% of all the drives were Josh Allen touchdowns, whether it be nice. rushing, passing. Yeah. 22 of 124, 17.7% of drives 
by Patrick Mahomes resulted in total t- in t- touchdowns. Josh Allen has 10 more touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes. 11 more touchdowns. Oh, 11. Sorry, beg your pardon. Yeah. Total turnovers in the, on offense. So, obviously, Allen or the offense altogether fills 20 out of 130, 15.4% of drives. Chiefs, 19 by 15.3% of all drives. There's nothing really to the both these teams. And yet no. we talk more, the, the media talk more about, about um, Mahomes being that standard and then just obviously Josh Allen being, being, I wouldn't say mediocre, but not in the top five elite. Disappointing. I think yeah. there's probably a couple of reasons for that. One of them is it a lot of that is national media who only really watch the highlights of games and don't see everything because there's just not enough hours in the day. I don't think anyone watches all 16 games every single week, start to finish. There's just not enough time uh, to do that. So people have to rely on simplification. They have to be able to simplify stuff. Number two, the Bills have lost three or four games that they absolutely should not have. We should not have lost to the Broncos, 12 men on the field. We should not have lost to the Patriots with a Mac Jones drive. You could, I'll, I'll maybe give you the Bengals and I'll maybe give you the Jacksonville game, which is sort of fair enough. They they, they were playing pretty well and Bengals maybe could have won that, but fair enough, they, they were doing pretty well. But we should have beaten the Eagles. That's at least three games. Nine and three basically puts us level with the Dolphins, which is probably about fair to where yeah. to where we where we would be. So that's number 2. That's that's the one that will always come back. And then the third is probably the interceptions because it's an it's an easy metric. It's like sacks. It's like it's like anything. It's 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 a it's a stat line. It's an accuracy percentage. Mm. It does it's it's a it's a headline that kind of feels like it means something but also kind of doesn't. Yeah, I mean uh, com- percentage completion percentage. Josh Allen is at the moment on 68.1%. Mahomes yep. is on sixty-seven point eight. Okay. As um, obviously Mahomes is throwing ten interceptions. Josh Allen's throwing thirteen. And let's have a look. It doesn't want to show me bloody. Um, and of course, not all interceptions are equal. Some yeah. of them are your fault. So, some of them, I'll, I'll, I'll stick to it. I think the Bradbury play for the Eagles. You could maybe fault the throw a little bit, but it was a nice play. He jumped the route and, and got on there. And then the previous one against the Jets, it was a sort of Hail Mary before half time. I don't I don't really take those two very seriously. Not when you've got Josh Allen making the plays that he does. I'll yeah. Let him, let him throw one away. But I think I think just looking just looking at it and the way and the way it is, I mean, you're talking narrative. This obviously is is a case that's gonna be a game that can define both teams. Yeah. season because if obviously yeah. Bills win and other results go away we're right back in contention Chiefs so. win. They're, so. they're back, yeah. back they're back they're you know crisis over on back on for the number one seed you know and then have to play a playoff game away from our head yeah that's I'll, the, say something, I'll say something funny as well if the Chiefs do lose if, mm-hmm. if we win that means the Chiefs not only will have lost three of four, if the Broncos beat the Chargers, and I would, if I was a betting man, I would say I think the Broncos have a good chance because the Chargers only put six points past the Patriots. And you know, it's got to be one of the yeah. worst teams the NFL's put out in, in, in years. I mean, six nil, fuck me. Um, if the Broncos beat the Chargers, they're one game behind the Chiefs. Mm. That's, yeah. that's that's sort of frightening and thrilling in equal measure, isn't it? A team that had seventy laid on them earlier in the season <laughs> is now a game back, a game back from the AFC West. I think I think this is what, what it says. I mean, obviously it's the Sky game, it's the nine twenty five game. So yeah, so much eleven ninety eight again to fucking now TV. Thanks a lot, Design. Oh, broadcasting rights. Am I right, kids? Am I right, broadcasting rights? Uh, I've only just recently got onto Des and obviously, um, and obviously you get the ninety nine p weekly one. Oh yeah. So, so I just uh, if I can't, you, pay, if yeah, I can't you, won't, you won't you won't see the Bills Chiefs for twenty four hours. No, you actually what you can't. Actually, no, no, you can actually watch it live. No, you won't. You won't watch it on the zone. You won't. 
Yeah, you won't. No, you won't. You won't. Yeah, you won't. No, you won't. Yes. Sky, Sky have exclusive access to the yeah. 6 p.m. and the 9.25 a.m. game. No, That's why it drives me so no. crazy. I pay 150 quid a okay. year, okay. and I can watch every game. You can't watch it for 24 hours. Okay. Okay. But, but I mean, I mean, the game in I mean, 40 and like the highlights the next day, but you can't watch the, the whole thing. I think it's 24 hours. And again, I think I, I, I talked about it last week. I get the point that Sky paid a lot of money and they deserve to have exclusive rights. And let's be honest, it's probably a Sky eroded debt of gratitude that we have games in London. It's probably because of the Sky Sports coverage for t- for a good 10 years and they're still doing it 20 years after that. And they've got college football. But, but it, and now they've got college football. You can't, you can't knock them for that. You can knock Sky maybe for lots yeah. of things. But supporting American football, pretty bang on, guys. Pretty, And it's, and it's a, you know... Um, has done 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 a great job. Does a great job presenting it. I think Jeff's great. You know, you get some good people on. It's mm. good, but it just it does boil my piss that I have to that I pay that and I can't watch the Sky Games. And I do understand the point. I do understand that it's exclusive. You shouldn't be able to watch it on ITV, but it, it's not the same thing. It's a separate subscription. Can't you just can't you just have a have a word? Yeah, I mean. <sighs> I mean, before let's let's go back to the, let's go back again. We 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 seem to be distracted quite a lot, and we do. Yeah, I've probably got some sort of undiagnosed uh, <laughs> ADD. I think uh, but, I don't have the hyperactive bit. I think I just have the attention deficit. I think I just moan like <laughs> my mind's a magpie. I just keep looking at shiny things. But my mind, like, my, my mind obviously goes back to that stat I said about the defensive adjustments in the second half. Yeah, right? yes. that was a long time ago. Yeah, yes. Um, the Chiefs' offense is not as potent as it was in the previous years, but no. you've obviously. I think there's um, concern that um, Isaiah Picasso, um won't play, which yeah, means it's going to be either the, yeah. it's either going to be Edward Hilaire or um, or McKinnon taking yeah. over. But that's the thing that kind of worries me. That regardless, we need to get out in front and actually um, take advantage of. Of anything that actually um, that gives. So if we have if we get a turnover of any sort, we need to punish yeah. that straight away because that stat about that second half adjustments scares me. As long as any team has Mahomes and Kelsey and to a lesser extent this season, um, yeah. Rashid Rice, who's actually for a rookie, that actually come on leaps and bounds and been one of the best best rookies along with Tank Dell of Houston this season. Yeah. And when you've got players like that, and I'm going to even include um, Kadarius Tony because he's been yeah. he's had he's had good games. It's a dangerous team, and we need to really step it up. I mean, the one the one thing we've got to look out for is their tackle position because I think yes. they've lost one of their best. Um, I think it's right tackle, and replacing yeah. it with another with um, Wayne and Morris. So that's yeah. one thing we've got to we've got to look on, but. There's many different things in this in this game that we need to that we just need to focus on and see if we can we can two, do two, two linebackers as well, Bolton and Tranquil, who might may maybe uh, <laughs> unable to play well, so be a bit weak uh, yeah. in run protection and a bit weak in coverage as well. So mm. yeah, I mean it, it comes down to the same thing that, that we say if they get a turnover, they have to get seven. If they get a break, if they get a good punt or they get a good field position, they have to go for the touchdown. And if they get a chance to get Mahomes off the field, or if it's third down, you know, it's third and six, third and seven, and he's always looking to Kelsey, that's that's when you that's when the pass rush needs to turn up. Yeah. Really nice if uh, Von Miller, you know, uh takes out his issues on uh, <laughs> on the on the offensive line. Not not that he's uh, been convicted of any of his issues. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it'd be nice if he, if he could focus on football and put in a decent game for a change. I think, we're kind of stuck with him. Yeah, I think I kind of think that the key in this game is going to be, especially on, I'm going to choose one, for, I'm going to go offense and defense on this one. The key to the game on, on defense, I yeah. would have said, well, I would have said both of them in the trenches, but I'm saying it's going to be your safety play. Oh, because, interesting. Okay. Because Hyde and Poyer, they've not had the best of seasons. In fact, this is probably yeah, their worst yeah. seasons they've had since they've been playing together for the Bills, I think. 
They are old now. Yeah. And obviously, you've got Kelsey who will work the middle quite a lot. You've got um, Rice who could actually go in the middle. You've got Sky Moore. You've got obviously Tony. You've got guys that like to exploit the middle as well as the um, as well as the outside. And yeah. you will need Poyer and Hyde to have one of those days that actually uh, makes difference. I think that's the key on this defense: how well they play. If they can play to how they were the last few years together. I know they both had their own major injury scares, especially Mika Hyde. And yeah. um, they get back to where they were, then yeah. I I have no no doubt that we can actually win this game. If they play like they've been playing this season, I can see Mahomes taking complete advantage of that. And then we're there left playing catch up. Yeah. And when we play catch up, it means obviously we put the ball in the hands of Josh. Whereas the key to the success for, for the offense is get James Cook involved a lot more. Run the ball a lot more. Even get even get playoff Lenny. Then Fortunate yeah. come in. Because the Chiefs defensive rankings and this is rushing. Their rushing EPA is thirty first in the league. Their run stuff rate is twenty ninth in the league. The rushing DVOA, which I still trying to wrap my head around, they're twenty eighth. Yeah. Rush yards per attempt, they're 28th. Rushing EPA per attempt, they're 27th. Rushing success rate, 21st. They're yeah. in the bottom quarter yeah. of all rushing stats. And we've got yeah. we've got a guy in, in James Cook who, who, given time, and as he's and as shown this season, has actually been a really good player. He's actually been a player yeah. that not just gets you out in the um in the outfield and then in the catching game, but is actually um is rushing really well as well. And I think what's the stat? Let me bring up the stats now. Um yards. He is currently okay, he's tenth with seven hundred and thirty one yards. And that and he's only got one touchdown out of that. So and obviously because um probably nicks a few more Murray mm -hmm. more but Given a guy like him the opportunity to actually just stretch his legs, and we have run the ball quite well the last few weeks under um, oh, under yeah. Brady. Yeah, they need to just hammer that home. I mean, especially if we go up. You know what? You almost up, you almost sounded like this game instead of it being you know the Mahomes Allen shootout. This could mm. be a ground and pound tight yeah. de defense. You know, twenty seventeen. Sort of, mm. sort of game, not a 35 27. Uh, you know, yeah, this could, this could be a, a much more you know field position run them till they're tired, take them in, take them in the fourth quarter. Yeah, because I mean, what is it yards per game? Um, James Cook, okay, he's dropped down, but that's obviously because at times they the Bills have actually abandoned the run during um during Dorsey's time, he's actually um 16th with 60.9 yards per game. But yards mm. per attempt, he's actually um, 10th with 4.8 yards per attempt. And obviously, yards, he's top 10 as well. And this, this guy is a guy that can, is a jack, is just now starting to become a jack of all trades. Oh, need, yeah. They need Dawson. Why do I keep saying Dawson? <laughs> oh, recently. Brady, he's had, he's had the bye week. He's had two weeks with this offense and actually the bye week. Yeah. Hope. He is gonna needs to get needs to get um Cook evolved a lot more because yeah. that's that will be the key. He's got so many weapons, he knows he can actually play it. Yeah. And and he's got he's got playmakers all over the place. I get, mean uh, get get Ty Johnson involved. Yeah. Get, 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 just just do a few different things like that. Like this could it could be a really good game for the you know the pass catching running backs. Hmm. I mean well, take out digs. I mean, you I say you. He's got he's got playmakers. I mean, we we've discussed it. Obviously, they may go back. There's a bit of worry now. Dawson Knox is back. Well, they opened up his 21 day window, so I don't full, think full participant, full participant in pra in practice. I mean, uh, the thing the thing's interesting about Dawson Knox. It's a wrist injury. I'd mm. be a lot more worried if it was a knee or an ankle, shoulder, thigh. Mm. Um, you got to think that. As long as his wrists are okay, the rest of him should be. So as long as he can catch, 
Yeah, I think but, he could be good to go Sunday. It's it's a different thing because obviously Kyrie Lums is is back and his was ankle, wasn't it? Yeah. So you got to think that that might be a tricky that might be a tricky one. Putting aside you know his effectiveness at you know what what he can what he can do for the Bills, um, I, I think Dawson Knox could be good to go Sunday. I just the only thing I'm worried about that I'm just hoping that they actually um, they give. They make Kincaid the focal point of it, and then she sprinkle in. I mean, he's a good. He's a, is a good blocker, isn't he? Yeah. So you maybe you maybe you put you put him you put him on the field with Kincaid, but you get him to block for Kincaid. Yeah, because I think you look you you look at you look at it, and and you just you just think, okay, you've got Kincaid, you've got Knox, they're both going to catch, but this is where you play that. Oh yeah, let's let's whip it up. Let's actually um keep going into into um the two man, but only focus on on Kincaid. The mm. Bills run better in the one one personnel. I think that's no secret now. Yes, yeah. I I I will say I think it was to Dorsey's credit that at least he was <coughs> trying to move in twelve personnel. He was trying to because. You, you you get predictable and teams will will, will start to figure you out um, mm. on that. But come on, at this stage, you play you you do what you're good at. You pick your yeah. best eleven, you pick your best personnel grouping, and then you try and make them beat you. Try yeah. and make them stop you as well. And I mean, and I mean that that's it. I mean, let's say Shakir's got to be he's got to get more looks in on there. Obviously, they're going to have a plan for Diggs. And last time yeah. we had a plan for Diggs. Davis showed up a bit, but then it was became the Shakir show, um, yeah. the show. He's got the options. He's got the options on there. He just needs, and he just needs to be a bit more creative. We ask for creativity. He's showing us creativity. Mm-hmm. He just needs to now prove it against a a good defense. Not, not, not saying that the um the Eagles defense wasn't um, wasn't good. The Eagles defense actually um is a good offense, a good defense. Okay, they lost quite comfortably to the 49ers but well, they, they were they were owed that weren't they yeah funny what happens when the referees don't give you a, a, every decision you look but, you look at how many, uh, how many and all, all J, J, you know oh, let's, let's just get it off the chest again uh tyler bast makes those two field goals james cook catches that pass gabe davis turns around that's the same scoreline mm. and the referees give you give, just don't either flag them or don't or or or, or rather, don't flag the ones. Bills win that game by twenty. Yeah. So, so, I think I think that's that's the key. I mean, yeah, this this offensive line again has been the same five pretty much all the time. Obviously, the odd rotation when the games have actually been beyond um, beyond reasonable doubt, and they've actually rotated in, or there's been injuries, but they've only kept they kept Josh alive the fewest. He's only been sacked fifteen times this season. I think the offensive line has been terrific this year. Dion's back. Connor McGovern's been great. Mitch Morse is Mitch Morse, and he's 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 been solid. Osiris Torrance, fantastic pickup. And after the Jets game of Week One, you don't hear much from Spencer Brown either, do you? No, he's he's not. I'm not saying he's a world-beating right tackle, but he's a starting right tackle now. And yeah, he's not, he's not the obvious weak point. He's not a world. He might might well be with another year, but he's he looks like a proper right tackle now, like a start. It looks like a starter instead of a liability. No, exactly. And on on defense is a case of just being being aggressive, because as yeah. I said, the key is hide and point. The key is down the middle because Mahomes, he's actually most of his yards come. In from the um, from the line of scrimmage to twenty yards, so zero to twenty yards, he actually ends where he's more potent and all that. Yes, he'll spread it outside, but because he's got Kelsey, he's got the running backs who can catch, he's got yeah. the slot receivers and all that. That's where this defense need to be need to be strong. So hopefully Bernard will continue to have a great game as as usual. Ed yeah. Oliver continuing his career um, career year. Hopefully get a bit more support and we've just got to hope that Douglas and Benford can hold the edges and I say Douglas yeah. has been probably the best signing and we've only had him for three weeks yeah so, it feels like it feels longer doesn't it somehow yeah. 
I think hopefully to, with a with a bye week's rest as well, if Rousseau can come back anywhere near a hundred percent like he was in those first couple of weeks of the season, mm. that could make things very difficult for him as well. And the and the thing is, is actually is to try and get and Mahomes struggles is struggling this year with the deep ball. Mm. I mean, he's all six of his um how many interceptions did I say he had? Six, eight. I thought you said 22, but you might have said 21. No, interceptions, I'm talking about. He's had had 12 interceptions. Um, Six of them have all been from 20-plus yards. Okay, we're just pushing it. And then... Tempted into it. Yeah, so he will make mistakes. So if they can flush him out of the pocket and actually contain him, then they've got a chance if he has to go deep to actually throw it. And this is the one thing that McDermott won't do that other defensive coordinators have done to Josh Allen mm. is get a spy on him. Most There's been a fair few defensive coordinators that when they played Josh Allen, they've, mm. put a, they've done a quarterback spy. Yeah. And that's caused Josh Allen a few problems. Do it to Mahomes. Have have Bernard drop out. Have Williams drop out. Whoever the um, other linebacker is, and have just someone spying, spying Mahomes. Because we know that when he gets out of the pocket, he can run. He's he's good. He can use his legs. Oh yeah, of course. But you it's have always spot- the risk. You're giving up. You're giving up a player, aren't you, to match the yeah. quarterback? Then gives them a couple more one on ones on the outside, isn't it? But That's then. But then, if you trust, if you've got trust, and that your defense, especially your cornerbacks, can actually um, can hold their own, and I, I, tr- I would trust Douglas and Benford themselves, then you may want to risk it. It's it's it's, it's just that low risk, it's that high risk, high reward type thing. But mm. maybe not do it on all plays, but there are some plays that you just put a spy in and just see what happens. Mm. But that's, that's that's me talking from seeing other from other teams actually game playing <clears throat> against the Bills, yeah, and, and seen it a couple of times when they've done it to Mahomes, and he hasn't looked good. He hasn't yeah. looked good when he's done it. So it's it's one of those things. But we just need a fully solid rounded game, and we need Tyler Bass to fucking pull his leg out, yeah, and be more freaking consistent. And I know no, Trish no, is probably. No, no. No more drugs. Yeah, I know. I know Trish is probably, if she does listen, if she listens to this or does listen to this, she's probably going to, she's probably going to message me and say, what the fuck are you playing at? Why are you having to go at Tyler Bass? Yeah, she won't, she won't accept, she won't accept any criticism. Of, of <laughs> but, well, sorry, but he, he missed two last week and he one, signed one, a fairly, fairly lucrative deal last, last season and he's not playing I'll up give, to that contract. I'll give him credit on one of those Phil missed ones. Obviously, it was it was blocked at the line, but obviously there's still no no excuses on there. But he's not been kicking the last few weeks as as good as he can be. But I think it's just I just think the whole team needs to just be well rounded and actually um, play mistake free games and just take advantage of any sort of turnovers because that's going to be the crucial part in there. We know, yes, he's had 10 turnovers or 10 inceptions and turned over a few times. Mahomes is still a guy that can actually manage a game, time manage and actually dissect teams. So any chance of any sort of turnover, you need to put points on regardless. Obviously, preferably seven, but even any time you've got to put points on that board if you get a turnover. If you if you actually um if you punt it away, you've basically said, Yeah, we 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 just can't do fuck all. Yeah. You need you need to take advantage on these turnovers and that's gonna be a that's gonna be a major key. If we can it's if we can score points and keep that scoreboard turning, then we've got yeah. it. Yeah. I think keeping keeping drives going as well, isn't it? Mm. I think as well as as well as turnovers, I think third downs. Whether third downs defended, third third downs on offense, as yeah. well winning that one as well, winning the percentage. If you can get two out of three, if you can get sixty percent or above conversions to uh, on on third downs, correspondingly thirty or forty percent defending, mm. that'll be the as well, keeping the drives going. 
So, so what we'll do, we'll see. Let's let's go with this. What's your who's your, who's your players to watch on each team, each side, and That's your fine. prediction? Okay, my um, player on the defense. I mentioned him earlier. I'm going to say Rousseau. I think just to try and unsettle Mahomes. I think if we have a good pass rush. Like I always say, it takes the pressure off the secondary. He's going to have to make an earlier throw, one that he's, he's less comfortable with. If we can try and punch it out. If Mahomes has time, then I think he will he will find someone. On offense, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to say Davis, Gabe Davis. He need he needs to get he needs to get us five catches. If he can get us five catches, if Kincaid can get his, if Knox can block and who knows, even pick up a catch or two himself, Diggs will get a few. Um we we need that spread around. I was tempted to say Ty Johnson, but I said Ty Johnson last time. So I was gonna I I, I mentioned pass catching catching runbacks for the uh, uh, pass catching running backs for the uh, for the Eagles game, so I'm going to say I need we need an extra receiver to step up. So, hey Gabe, if you want that contract for whoever it is, the Raiders, Commanders, whoever comes in for you, Giants, uh, no, Gi- Giants, yes, good, <laughs> good shout, yeah, Giants will have him, won't they? Yeah, Buffalo reject, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think Davis needs to have a good good game. He's in the shop window now. I think I think it's it's obvious he's he's going to leave. So he needs mm. to give us five good games for big game, Gabe. Yeah. Any prediction? Oh yeah. Well, I if anyone remembers, I predicted for the Eagles game, I it was 31-17 and I got the 31 right. And uh if it weren't for the refs and a couple of Bills errors, it probably would have been 45-28. So I think it's going to be a lot a lot more low scoring. Yeah. Uh, I think it will be a ground pound. I think it'll actually be a running game. I think it'll be a actually a neutralized game, more tactical. So I'm going to say 2017 Bills. Okay, one score game. They ju- yeah, they just hang on. It'd be one score early, low twenties, and the Bills need to make a stop like they did last year. Yeah, my my player on defense to watch is Micah Hyde. A because of what we said about the um, about the middle, but I mean this season he's had what one hit, well, well obviously quarterback hit, but obviously doesn't blitz that much. Thirty four tackles on his neck as well, which uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he had thirty four tackles. Where the last few years he's had a few fair few more than that. He's been targeted twenty five times. He's given up twenty two receptions. Hmm. Um, he's not been as dominant. I mean, his, his grading has been poor the, since he's only had two decent games, which were the Jets' loss and the Washington game. Mm. And since then, he's been he's been bound. And obviously, this is the one where he needs to really step up and actually show it. Because with those twenty-two receptions, he's actually given up two hundred and seventy-eight yards. Um, and that's a gives a quarterback rating um, in coverage of nine, 119.2. That's the quarterback when targeted, quarterback rating. And mm. um, let's say we know Mahomes likes the middle and you've got Travis Kelsey. And I'm mm. surprised we've gone a whole episode about mentioning Taylor Swift. Mr. Mr. Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the guy in whatever sham thing he's covering up uh didn't 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 have him for that well you know that's fine you know we only you know life life is short and meaningless yeah. um, but, to, uh, but i think i think he's he's the key in this um he always is i mean i don't i don't want to sound the 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 alarm too soon but no one stays at the top forever no. I, I, I just wonder if Travis Kelsey is, is just is catching up with him. He's been a fact, he's been an absolutely magnificent player for the Bills. Uh, for the Bills, what are you talking about? For the Chiefs, he's been brilliant. He's been one of the best tight ends of his generation. But he's thirty four, and that he's, it, it's got to catch up with you sooner or later, hasn't it? And, and maybe this is the year he drops off. Mm. And offense, 
I was. I'm actually going to go back to Josh Allen on this one. Yeah. Because this is this is his record, including playoffs, when he's played at Arrowhead. Yeah. He's two for two. Yeah. Team points per game, 30.5 points per game. Yeah. Passing yards per game, 315. Touchdown to interception ratio, 12 to 1. Passer rating, 114.1. And rushing yards per game, 61.8. And the only quarterback with multiple road wins versus Mahomes. Mm. When it comes to big game and especially against Mahomes and the Chiefs, Allen comes up. Okay, the, the results it, at times don't go our way, but he shows up and actually we are well within that game. And I think now he's got a new lease of confidence with Brady and we've seen that in the last few weeks. I think he's going to be a key. If we can actually manage this offense and actually limit the turnovers, which he's done done okay the last few um, the last few weeks, then I could see I can see us actually winning quite comfortably in the end. Oh, good on. What's your what's your prediction? Um, my prediction: I'm going. I'm going a one score game as well, but it's going to be one score. It's going to be two scores till like the fourth quarter. I'm going to go 27-21. Okay. Cool. So that is, that's my prediction. And as I say, it's a, it's a Sky game. It's a 9-25 game. Yeah. Game one of, I'd like to call it like the World Series. You know, the World Series of baseball, they have this best of seven and all that. It's, yes. It's we're similar sort of, to that. It's, similar it's like the best of nine and we're 0-4. Yeah, we really need to win five. Yeah, but it's it's a game where it's going to be it's going to be fun to well it's it's going to be fun for the neutral. It's probably going to yeah. be anchoring for for everyone else. But yeah. it's, it's a game Rain where it'll make or break our season. Lose and pretty much kiss goodbye to to potentially a playoff place. Win yeah. and it makes the last four weeks and very interesting. Yes, it does. And so, I think we can all agree, however, Hawkeye Boy Crook, if, if, if the Bills get into the playoffs, even if they get into the playoffs in the seventh seed, I don't think there's a single team that's going to be yeah. happy about playing the Bills. Even even they'd be playing the Bills at home, the Bills would have to win on the road, which mm. they've not done under Sean McDermott. But I don't think any team is going to want to play a, a Bills team that's won four of the last five or maybe five of the last five. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So it, it's all it's all it's all up for grabs. They've just got to start winning. So mm. let's hope it's last Sunday. Yeah. So as we say, keep following keep following us on our socials on the um, UK Bills and the podcast socials. And for Robin, it's Matt saying good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for listening, and let's go Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Let's do we are. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills.